My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, Bob writes a scissor song. We talk about Monet's favorite topic, is sober. And we find out what made Bob say this. And the actor on stage acting sad. Can the empath tell that they're in a good mood? Can the empath tell they're like, they're not really sad? And we find out what made Monet say this. Grandma age, I would say grandma, you're officially, I mean, obviously you, you can be a grandma as young as what? Probably fucking 30 years old, who knows? But um, when I think like grandma age, I'm thinking like 65. Bob, see if you can name the song. I be so sick of you niggas, y'all contradicting. I be so bored with myself, can you come and fuck me? I feel so ordinary except when you around me. Treat me like corduroy, wear me out. Arguments, you air me out. Thinking about your whereabouts. I don't know the song, but I can tell that it's SZA. <laughs> How can you tell? Because the way SZA be singing, and like the way her song be doing this, and it's just a good way she sing as she goes, and sing what she be doing. I can write a SZA song. <laughs> okay. Oh, but, uh, we just write one and sell it to her, but you become a fucking kajillionaire. Not a kajillionaire. You just like them other niggas, but you just ordinary. And you be looking at me, you be wanting scaring at me. I be getting my feelings hurt. And what I do with you, maybe you know what you do when you be coming through. <laughs> Sizzle, buy the song. Buy it. It's called Ordinary. Oh, you, show me one, you show me one of your weird hair looks today. It looks very cool. This third season looks very cool. Thank you. You know, um, season three, we back at it. Step aside, I'm back again. Um, and Domino is... The whole team, Domino, Gloria, Layla McQueen, are really all on top of their game. Yeah, I'm very excited to see it. Um, I've asked to make a cameo on this season. I have not heard back, but I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed that I will be asked soon. Well, we go to small towns, and you live in L.A., and we would love to have you, view, but you do live in Los Angeles. and Y'all can fly me in. You got money. It's there's people who, li- people who live in small towns. We don't ship people from big towns to small towns and act like they're from yeah, a small town. I, I don't want. I don't want help. I want to. Bitch, y'all. I'm, I'm here to help y'all. Well, that's that's not how that's not how we're here. Works. It's, it's very kind of you. We have a structure. We're trying to stick to it. It's not about celebrity. We don't do like celebrity appearances on our show. You know. Okay. Oh, well. It's worth asking. Um, you're you are you're looking very skinny. I'm not. <laughs> you should know that I am not. And um, you are. You look. You look. You're looking good. Oh well. You know. Well, thank you. You know. I would like to equate my um, feeling of looking good, um, despite feeling whether gorgeous. or not I'm skinny or how skinny I am. You know. I like to think that I'm looking good at. Um, uh, several many sizes. Um, I'm trying to not equate uh, for myself looking good to being skinny for me personally. Work. You look um, good. But I but I have not um, 
I have not lost any weight. So thank you for, but that is, that is the, the truth is I have not lost weight. I have certainly not, but I was thinking about this the other day and <clears throat> how I, um, equate, um, I, I was thinking to myself the other day. I think, I think that going forward, I, I don't think that I want to, for myself, equate my beauty to my weight loss. Right. Or assume it in other people. Now, I think if someone reaches a goal that they're trying to reach, I want to congratulate them and be like, congratulations on reaching that goal. Um, but I, but I, but I have decided to stop um, equating because, you know, um, last season, season two of we're here, mm-hmm. Peter LaGreco, who's our, our showrunner, who's like a director, but for a reality TV show, he had lost mm-hmm. some weight. And I said, oh, my God, Peter, you're looking so skinny. You look good. And he was like, I am really stressed out and sick and I've lost a lot of weight. And I was like, I apologize. You know, I I think I was coming from, that was from my own experience with me feeling about how I feel about losing weight. And I, I put mm-hmm. that on you <laughs> and, I, and I assumed that that meant, oh, honey, Peter's feeling it, honey. She is squinty. And Peter was like, bitch, I am sick. I am stressed and well. I am tired. I am not well. Where are you right now? I'm currently in Boston, Massachusetts, at a. a oh, that's right. Garden. You and you and um, La Homie were uh, running errands today in Boston, honey. No, yesterday we were, we were we were at a wedding. We went to a wedding in Boston. You went to a wedding yesterday. Yeah. And I do not. And I told you I don't like weddings. This was a very nice wedding. Um, so and he's from Boston. And we stayed by his friend's house for Friday, Saturday. And Andy, and the, the wedding was yesterday. It was very pretty. It was only just like, just like really, uh, the 33rd floor, this really nice building downtown Boston overlooking the whole harbor. Boston's actually a pretty city. I've been to Boston a bunch of times, at least, at least seven times between different tours and gigs, whatever. But I've never like spent time in Boston. I was like, I'm there that morning, do the show that night, leave the next morning. Boston's actually like the city is pretty. And um, we went to a wedding yesterday. It was cute. It was a, there were straight people. But I sat at a table with with like with. <laughs> they, so the woman she she is um I don't, I don't it's saying her name is inappropriate. I don't know if it's saying her name is inappropriate. Anyway, but she's part of a she's a Wait. she's a director and an actress. Why well, can't say her name? Okay, Alex, Alex, Alex. It was the Alex Lenati wedding. Alex and her husband Andrew. Alex and Andrew and Andrew Lenati. Who the fuck is that? Alex. Is she famous or something? She's a director. Oh, I'm about to uh, watch oh. me work. Watch me work. I'm gonna get there. Watch well, me well, work. I, was, I was like, why is it appropriate to say someone's name? I was like, what's going on? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know. If that's weird. I don't know. Anyway, but so um, she's a director, and obviously she has a lot of theater friends, and uh, so they sat. Me and Andy at the table. This is Andy's friend. They sat us at the table with a bunch of theater people, and they're all like big fans of Sibling Rivalry. So they're all sitting at the table, like, okay, I gotta say it. Monet, I love Sibling Rivalry. I fucking love you and Bob. <laughs> I listened to the I actually listened today. And let me just say, I was like, work. So it was very cute. And um, were they team it was Bob very nice. or they team nice Monet? Work. Were they team Bob or were they team Monet? Team Monet, absolutely. They were all empaths, so they could not be team Bob. <laughs> what is that reaction? Someone describing themselves as uh, themselves as an empath is a red flag to me. <laughs> That's a red flag. 
If you say I'm an empath, no, bitch, you're a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. I'm just telling you right now. It's as an empath, nigga, you are a red flag is what you are. Me, an empath, empath, just because yeah. just, just because you're not empathic doesn't mean it's a red flag. It's a, I, listen, I said what I said. It is a fucking red flag. I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. When people say that they're an empath, I'm like, God, like, I just I could, feel, I just, like, I, 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 I feel you were angry. I was screaming. You're not an empath. You have eyes and ears. I was screaming. I have had empathic situation when you sit next to someone and like you just feel you 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 can feel sad and negative energy. Absolutely. I don't I mean, describe I don't, myself as an empath, but I do feel empathic at times for sure. I do not agree with. with uh, do you ever feel because, empathic ever? No. I, if someone is in a bad mood, it can affect the mood of the room, but I'm not like sensing it. It's because they're doing things that are having effects. So if everyone's laughing and one person's like, I'm not, oh, I'm not like froze. getting energy. I'm just picking up on their cues and it is affecting me. It is affecting me negatively based on their verbal and physical cues, not based on some feeling I'm getting off of them. So it's like when someone's like, yeah, I'm an empath. I could, I could tell you were mad, or I, I, I could tell you were sad. Well, I was crying. I was crying. <laughs> but it's not just, not just. Okay, that's like that's that's surface. But it goes deeper than that. Like, let's say, like I have a decision. Like someone has sat next to me on a plane, and I can like feel their sad energy. <laughs> that's never I happened. No, that's ne- that has never happened. Feel- I can feel that it's like a friend thing that happened. Like I can feel that. I feel that. <laughs> and I know there are some empaths in the comment section right now going bananas. They are mad at me. They are furious with me right now. But let me tell you right now, whatever the opposite of an empath is, that's me. And I'm grateful. <laughs> what that is I'm that? Mad. I need to find out. What is the opposite yeah, what is it? of an empath? Hey, I Google. Need to, I need to find out. <laughs> hey, Google. What is the opposite of an empath? No, it's a narcissist. I'm a that. narcissist. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> How is a narcissist? Uh, because because they only think about themselves. Oh, I guess work. No, I don't think that's what a narcissist is. Hey Google, what's the definition of a narcissist? A person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe that works. I am a narcissist. I do have a very, I'm very interested in myself. But I feel like the opposite of an empath would be someone who cannot. Maybe I don't know what an empath. Hey Google. Hey Google. I think what's the definition of an empath? A person with a paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. That doesn't sound like the opposite. I feel like the opposite would be someone who can, who does not have, someone who cannot. Sense the energy and vibes. Of well, I guess other people. I guess by narciss- narcissism, like they're so busy cons- being consumed with themselves, they can't they can't de- they, they don't have the ability to feel emotions or 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 the feelings of others. I think that's I can I can that. pick I up on other people's uh, cues, but I cannot. But if you're just sitting there and you're faking it really well, I will not pick up your vibe. If your if your act is convincing, like for example. What if you're at a play and the actor on stage is acting sad? Can the empath tell that they're in a good mood? Can the empath tell they're like 
they're not really sad. What if the person on stage is acting really happy and that's their job? Can the empath tell that they're actually sad? Also, how I think that's close, different. Also, how close do you have to be? What's the range? What's the meterage? <laughs> I think, it, I think, for the, example, in the room, is it in the same city? Do you have to sit next to them? What's the range for an empath? I think the example would be like, for example, you and or you and Jake or you and Ezra. I'm, I'm sure Ezra would describe themselves as an as an empath. Like for example, he, you, I, I do you, not think he would. I don't think Jake. You don't Ezra think would so? Do I don't Ezra's, think he would. Ezra, Ezra gives me very empath vibes. Ezra gives me very empath vibes. I don't know. I don't know Ezra as obviously as well as you do. Ezra gives I'll me very empath vibes. I'll text him and ask him while we're on the topic. But keep and going. like, so let's say you, let's say you and Jacob are hanging out and like everything is cool. And there's, there's never been a time where you have felt a change in Jacob's energy, even though he's not outwardly projecting that. And you're like, baby, what's wrong? Even you know what I mean? You, you, you'll never experience that. That's an, that's an empathic moment. No, I don't think that it is. I, I have picked up on one of their social cues and said, hey, are you okay? You've gotten quiet. Hey, are you okay? Your tone has changed. I have picked up on their social cues, but I've never just, like, without looking, just been like, and I feel okay, their Okay, it's sadness. not a that's so raven. It's not a that's so raven. You do it the most, Bob. <laughs> it's not that's so raven. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I I have picked up on their social cues before, but I have never I I have never had a paranormal ability to pick up on someone's uh so I've never had a um a paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. Never on a paranormal level. I definitely I, if if you're speaking of energy, I've definitely had an an. I wouldn't describe energy as so. Are we describing energy as paranormal? Because for me, it's an energy thing. Like I would like feel someone's safe change in energy, not necessarily a social cue. I would like it like an energy thing. I can feel an energy thing for sure. I mean, I also don't believe in energy though. I don't. Believe, I don't. I don't even think right. people have souls. So I mean, I know. That's a, that's a you whole think, other. You think you think that when niggas die, it's like um X Men Three, the last stand. They just burst into pieces like fucking Charles Xavier. They just dissipate. No, that's too magical. I think you just I, I I've said it before on the podcast, I'll say it again to anyone who's new. I think that being um I think that dying is a lot like uh before you were born. It doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't feel like darkness, it doesn't feel like void, it doesn't feel I mean it's void. It's 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 just the same as like how you felt during the Civil War, that's how you will feel after you die. This is why I love my partner so much. I sent Ezra a text to answer the question. I said, would you consider yourself, would you describe yourself as an empath? And Ezra just sent back three red flag emojis. <laughs> Did you, have you seen, do you, have you seen um, everything everywhere all at once? No, but everyone's talking about it. I, I might as well watch it because because people are talking about it everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. Do you believe that? Do you believe that there are multiples of you in different, like existing at the same time? I don't believe in multiple universes. Word. I think this is the one. We're all in the same. I mean, there are there are different galaxies. I believe, do but I don't. Think I, I I forget what your stance on this. Do you think that humans are the only intelligent life? Do you think that we are the only intelligent beings in all the galaxies? Probably not. But I don't think that we're uh, in in within reach. You know, there's a chance that other in other galaxies, all the planets are like by each other, and they'd be visiting them shits like Italy and shit. They like they go on vacations. Right. 
they all just happen to be in the same area and they all are bursting with life and people and they ever i got a cousin on jupiter i got a cousin live in pluto i got a cousin live on the moon <laughs> do you think okay this is my last question so you believe so do you think that they're ex, like, like extra, extraterrestrials do you think that that's like that, that's the thing I think statistically that probably are. It just seems really unlikely that we'd be on the only planet that can support intelligent life. You know? So what does that put you? So you believe in other, like, you believe in aliens then? I, I believe that aliens could exist. I don't say that I believe in aliens, but I believe, I don't but I believe like the that aliens word. could word. Could? Yeah, if, 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 if I found there were aliens, I wouldn't be like, what? I'd be like, that makes sense. I'm a little scared now because they might be here, but I'm like, that does make sense. So I don't think I, I can't prove that aliens do exist, but I think that more than likely aliens probably do exist. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I told you like, before. Like I think if that someone called, if someone called me at six in the morning and said, "Is Monet in drag?" I would say more than likely not. <laughs> there are some chances she could be in drag at six a.m., but more than likely, I'm going to. I would bet money and say she's not in drag. So I would bet money and say there is intelligent life somewhere, but I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't bet the whole house on it. Well, let's take a break, and I'll tell you about my little theory. All right, let's get, let's take a break. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt-up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... 
you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, what's your theory? Uh, okay, so we, I think I can't believe we talked about it when we did the whole, we did a podcast about like uh, ain't, uh, heaven and hell, all that shit and what we believe, whatever. But I'm, I, I saw, you know me, I love my little YouTube dives. This whole thing breaking mm-hmm. out like why we've never been in contact with extraterrestrials is because they're 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 so they're so far advanced than us. Like they're so much smarter than us. Like they don't like we're like to them we're like a fucking ant hill in the middle of the of the fucking Sahara Desert. Like why are we bothering with these with, with these things? Like they literally they're so stupid. Like they they're not worth even messing with. Well, I, I don't believe that because if we think of them like ant hills, I think that um, we study we're the ant hill. Yeah, we study ants extensively. Like we know a lot yeah, of. Yeah, they have we so know, many. Oh, you mean like you mean like there's a bunch of other ant hills and we're just one random one? Yeah, one I random one, like in the in the middle of the desert. I don't think I don't think that we have the technology to reach each other. I think that if there was intelligent life, they would be very curious about what's going on on other planets, just like we are. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think that we. I I, actually, I genuinely don't think we have the ability or the technology, or nor do they have it to do that. And maybe down the line they will, you know. It makes me sad that we will, that I will, that I will, may never, like maybe like you know, it will. But at the rate we're going, this fucking planet is dust in about like an eon or so, which is a long time. But anyway, it makes me sad that we may that we will ne- we won't be a part of the generation like that is that gets to be intelligent life or be in space. I'm so sad that we won't get to. Experience it might that. not be great when we meet intelligent life, so you might want to be lucky that you're not. Maybe you should be lucky that you're not part of the generation where the sun explodes. You know what I mean? Just, just be, great. <laughs> be, be grateful that you're not part of it. Because, you know, our Earth is finite. It's going to it's gonna end. It's going to like. Oh, girl. It's going to reach a tick, point tick, where. Tick, boom. And, it, and, and I think that we're not helping it. We're making it worse. But the, even the Earth on its own would eventually expire. All planets expire. But exponentially, Earth, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are fucking, we are, we are turning the timer faster. We're like, oh, we're, we're cooking. I agree. It, it, it is. It is inevitable. Um, but I think we're very lucky that we more than likely will not be alive at the time. I think we're more than, we're more than likely lucky that we we are lucky that we will more than likely not be alive at the time where the Earth can no longer sustain life. I want to live on the moon. I was watching this TikTok of like astronauts and how they like they brush their teeth and wash their hair, and I want I want to experience I want to experience zero gravity. You can I experience zero gravity right. You can experience zero gravity right here on the on Earth. Where? If you go to like uh, some of the space stations, they have zero gravity chambers, so you can experience zero gravity on on Earth. You don't have to go um, out out of the world to experience zero gravity. Oh, well, let, let's take a field trip. Should we do a survival field trip to zero gravity world? Um, it's just I think it's just like a space station. They have they have they have them at space stations, and um, are they just are just accessible to the public? We're like, hey, I want to come I, tomorrow. I do not have the answer to that question. Lord. But maybe well, if, if anyone knows, if you're in the comment. If you're if you're a patron and you know about uh, zero gravity or do you know how to access them, maybe Bob and I can take a, a field trip to go get some zero gravity. It could be fun. Um, I, I feel like there's one in Cal. Doesn't California have like a big space station? And I think NASA is in Florida. Oh, I think. Work. Work. Anyway. My, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we're also getting to a whole nother podcast. Um, Bob, what are we talking about today? Your favorite topic? You'll love it. It's sobriety. 
<laughs> we were hanging out with the queen and Monet um, publicly outed. Um, and and like, uh, I did not publicly out her. Like, I want to say this again. She says at her shows, she makes it very public that she is a silver drag queen. So, I, okay. like Marty, Marty Will Cummings, you'd be hard present. Marty does not tell everyone every five minutes that he's sober and he, and he stopped quit drinking. Uh, sorry, and they stopped drinking uh, 12, 11 years ago. You'd be hard pressed. Um, well, Marty just relapsed, so it is now 10 days ago. So, are you serious? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jake, oh my away. god, that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, that is not over. funny. Marty will, bitch. Marty, Marty, you're about to get. Marty's about to be. He's blowing your phone up right now. Well, yeah, my phone is ringing right. <laughs> there it is. And oh, and sorry, there it is. They are. They are calling you right now. No, bitch, you're getting called for misgendering them. <laughs> you're getting called right now. That's what's actually happening, bitch. Um, but uh, we were, we were at the party, and then I walked up to. Uh, I walked up to Selena and I said, um, you'll love her. She's sober. <laughs> what is that? Where you get that from? That was you. You'll love her. She's sober. That's literally you. I said those words, actually. Verbatim. You'll love her. Oh, my God. Do you even listen to the podcast, Amar? <laughs> Do you even listen to the fucking podcast, Amar? <laughs> you are wild. I would... I do listen to the podcast. I will say I do. I do tend to attract a lot of super friends. I don't know why, but I tend to attract a lot of super friends. I I have you, um, Andy, Taylor, Patty, Marty. Um, who else? Oh my god! Who else can you out? Oh, I, I, oh my god! I don't know. It's, <laughs> you're out of control. You're you are out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're worse than we were when we were drinking. <laughs> I'm trying to find the clip of you going, you'll you love She's sober. You'll love her. You can't go around. Oh, it was, I, I got it back. It was, she, she's sober. You'll love her. She's <laughs> sober. You'll love her. You can't go around. Ew, why do I stay like that? Ew. She's sober. You'll love her. Um, have, you ever, have you ever taken a stab at sobriety? You know, can I say that there there is within the sober community there is a difference between not drinking and being sober, right? Like if you wake if you had a if you had a wild night and you wake up the next morning and you're no longer drunk, sober people would not consider you sober. We 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 would typically we use the word sober be like oh I'm you're just not drunk. And if you're someone who does not use a program of recovery, um, typically speaking, sober people might refer to you as dry. You're dry. Yeah. Jay is dry. Jay, Jay has never had a drink of alcohol in his life or did anything. Jay has never Expose done anything. Expose Jay right now. Oh, my like, God. Like you're, getting dry. <laughs> you're getting so wild. He doesn't care. I'm talking about my um, own personal experience, strength, and hope, and you are out here dropping. Monet says, "Say their names, honey." <laughs> Monet says, "Say these niggas' names, honey." Um, yeah, I don't know why I attract so many sober friends, but also, but I also have a lot of friends who aren't sober. So I guess, I guess, I guess, just because uh, the sober ones, it's such a big life choice and a big it's so different than other folks. That's why it sticks out of so many. But I guess it's not that many when I really think about it. Just. It's, 
I mean, I don't think it's that crazy of a life choice. I mean, I do think that you have a weird obsession with sobriety. I really, really do think that you like of all my friends, <laughs> you talk about it more than you talk about it more than me and your sober friends. Like me and the other sober people don't talk about it as often as me and you do. It because is because I find it fast. I find it fascinating. I know you are in. You are upset. Like what? What's so interesting? What's so interesting about it to you? Okay, to me, it's the religious thing because okay, before it's, it's not I religion. never been to, it is okay, not religion. Okay, all right, right, right. The spiritual thing. You the spiritual aspect be, of it. You it, don't even have to be spiritual. I know, but I mean, I mean, according to according to Andy, it's spiritual. It's, it's it's not religious, but it is a spiritual. But you get to choose your own spirit, That's whatever. Like Andy, yours. because Andy has chosen spirituality. Okay, so all right, so I went to a meet. I went to a meeting uh, to listen to a share, and I will say, if I have no information, if I what, 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 what share was she doing? Was she doing life at the time? Was she doing? What was she doing? Uh, here we go again. What share was she doing? And if I just walked on the streets into a meeting. Like the amount of times like, I hear the word God and how it was run, just not, I'm just talking about like ignorant me just walking in because I wanted help, whatever. I just listening to all the words I heard and like the thing my first time going, to me, it would feel like a spiritual religious thing. I get, I get, I, again, I get if I was to go to more and I would learn more about the tenants and stuff, I would see that it's not. But just walking in cold off the street, to me, it felt, it seems like a spiritual experience to me. And then- and that happens to a lot of people because of how much often I talk about God because AA was founded by people who use religion. But there's also this really interesting section about agnostics. Um, and the difference between an agnostic and an atheist is an atheist is like, and I, I'm going to be sure I'm right about this. An atheist is like, there's no God. And an agnostic is like, well, we can't prove that there is a God. We can't prove there is a God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas atheists are agnostic, like a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known for the existence of nature, or or nature of God, or if anything beyond material phenomena. A person who claims neither faith nor disbelief. Like so, there. So an atheist. I mean, an, an agnostic is neutral. Not necessarily. Kind of. Uh, the, I mean, to make it as simple as possible, atheists are like there's no God. Agnostics are like we can't prove there's there's no God, but. I don't know. Who knows? They believe that something is out there. I find, I, I I define myself as agnostic. Like I I I don't know what there is, but I I feel like there is something out there. You know, I believe I I really have chosen. We we use the term higher power a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Some people who don't use the term God will use the term higher power, meaning you don't think you're the end all and be all. There's something in the world more powerful than you are. And, you know, for me personally, I had to really figure out what my higher power was because I don't believe in God. And what I is it? really say again. What is your higher power? I don't think I know this. Well, for me, it really is um, oh, a combination sorry. of three things. Um, the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, wait, wait, you're, you're frozen for a while. Can you rewind? Okay. You got it. For me, it's a combination of three things. Am I back? Or am I still fucked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're here. It's the earth. And then it's also like um, co- like circumstance and coincidence. Like I believe that circumstances and coincidences are truly a higher power and are very real and um, don't. So need- like these three things are their own like higher powers to you. Like 
like in my mind, how I, how I need to rationalize this. Like those are like the three fates, basically. Cir- coincidence, circumstance, and the earth. Those three things, like the three things that are your higher powers. Or, or control- if I don't think coincidence, I have to say logic and reasoning. Like logic and reasoning too. I, I really believe in logic and reasoning. I mean, anyone who knows me knows I really, like I, I fucking, mm, per logic and reasoning, you know what I mean? And um, and I believe, do believe the Earth is is very very powerful. Like just the entire the rock we're sitting on is in itself is very powerful. Not in a way that I like pray to the Earth and all that kind of stuff, but just it itself is very powerful. You know what I mean? And logic and reasoning, which includes circumstances and coincidence, is really uh, that's the that's the real tea. That's what makes the most sense to me, as opposed to this notion of. Um, giving i also really have a lot of um anxiety not anxiety what's we're looking for like fear for like the black community with our um just how obsessed we are with religion specifically christianity and how mm-hmm. it has such a stronghold on us and how i think it keeps us down so i had to figure out what 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 that was for me and how i could get away from the notion of like God, what do you mean? God's gonna restore me to sanity? Like, what's God gonna do? But you know what can restore me to sanity? Logic and reasoning. Logic and reasoning, really. Because I think to myself, everyone—not everyone else, but a lot of other people here who are able to be honest with themselves—have all figured out a way to get sober. So logic said, oh, logic a lot and of reason, sit again. A lot of the people who come here have been able to figure out a way to get sober, stop doing oh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, well, to a twelve-step program, so sorry, some twelve-step program. And um, and I'm like, well, then, you know, if it works for them, logic and reasoning mm-hmm. says that it could work for me, too. Mm-hmm. Work. Um, but I, I guess for me, because also I, I don't have an, an addictive personality to stuff. And, you know, I know there are so many there's, there's so much research about like what makes a person have an addictive problem. Like, is it like genetics? Is it like are you predisposed with it? Like many different things. And I just never found myself like. I tried cigarettes. I tr- I tried it like a bunch of times. Well, a bunch of times, like twice. And I, I, and because also it was cool, right? In high school and in college, like it was cool to smoke cigarettes. I was like, I want to be fucking cool. That's when I'm like, I just don't get it. So I kicked that. Um, the only addiction I cannot kick is food. Bitch, I would love to go to Food Anonymous. I need to go to Food it's Anonymous. Called, it's called Overeaters Anonymous, and there is there is Bitch. brilliant. Oh, it, oh yeah. See the thing is, I don't think I overeat. I just want to eat healthier. Well, overeaters is not just for people who eat too much. It's for people who don't eat enough. It's for people with with um with with um eating disorders of all kinds. Mm. But it's just called Overeaters Anonymous. It's for people who binge eat, people who purge, people who uh, have exercise bulimia, all that stuff. Work. Yeah. So, um, when did you? So, okay. So, wh- how did you know? Let's take a little break. I gotta talk. I got. I got. Oh my god. I'm. Let's take a break. I'm gonna interview you. All right. Here. Here we go. Sit down. Money swear she Oprah. Swear she Oprah. I do not swear I'm Oprah. You swear. I. I, I, I was watching your little. Your little food. Your little food show today. Why are you watching? I. I don't like when you watch my content. You heard it here, Money. Don't want y'all to watch her content. And I don't want you, you specifically. If you, you. if you don't mean to, if you don't mean to watch it, don't post it. How about that? <laughs> when did you know that you're like? When did you know that you're like definitively like I have a drinking problem? 
Well, this is a lot. Not a meeting. Not we're at a meeting. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. You can ask me stuff. This is so much. Uh, you know, I um drinking problems and drug drug and alcohol abuse runs in my family. Um, and mm. I'm not the only person in my family who struggles um mm. with with sobriety. And I knew that I was predisposed for a really long time. My father has a drug problem. And a couple of other people in my family have drug problems as well. And I really saw myself slowly morphing into my dad and doing things that he would do that I really didn't like, that I didn't that I, I didn't want to, I didn't want that to be me. And I think it was I was um I was uh traveling with one of my friends and I got really I was on tour. I mean no, me and Jaime did not travel together. We lived together. We not his name was actually David. Me and David were traveling together doing children's theater, and then I um I I was like, so we used to do these shows when these families would put us up. So they would like put us in their houses. We would like stay with them in their houses. Oh my God. I did that in college too. When we when, when we were in Westminster Choir, Westminster Choir, we would travel in the South and shit. Mm-hmm. We would stay at people's houses. I used to hate that. I used to fucking hate it. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, I would never today. Honestly, 19 year old me, 19 year old Caldwell mm-hmm. would, would look at me and be like, why not? And I'd be like, bitch, you dumb as hell for doing that shit. Yeah, right. Um, I hate that shit. But so they used to, we, we would often stay in children's rooms. That happened to us a lot. We'd be in some child's room and the kid would sleep with their mom or they, or the kids would all sleep in the same room, stuff like that. I was in this little girl's room and I remember um, all the parents in the play were like, we're going to take you out and get you. We were in um, Reno, Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada. And all the, all the moms were like, oh, we're going to take you out and we're going to buy you as many drinks as you can get. And I said, oh, and I was like, do not challenge me, honey. Oh, because we can we can drink. So we went to the we went to the casino or the or the club. I really can't remember because it was I, I it was it was a, a doozy of a night. Um and we went out and um I if you're at a casino, the drinks are free. As long as you're gambling. But then Matt watered then, down though. If you drink enough, you'll get there. Don't you worry, Miss Thing. <laughs> I, I, the, I'm, I'm the proof and the pudding. You will get drunk if you just, you just. It's a numbers game. So we ended up going to the club. I think maybe, and I got really, I mean, just destroyed. Like I was, I do not remember getting high. I used to black out every, almost every single time I would drink. I would black out almost Lord. every single time. That was the goal. The goal was to black out, and mm-hmm. I would wake up, and I remember waking up in this little girl's room, and I had like in my sleep, I had. In my blackout, I mean, I had trashed her room. I mean, it was the room was trashed. The bed was broken. I knocked over what? her lava. I knocked over her lava lamp. I I think I ripped up her school pictures. Um, everything was just everywhere, and everything remember, everywhere all at once. All at once, Miss Thing. And then I I remember going um, like waking up and coming out of the room, and then like everyone was kind of looking at me funny. Like the kids were looking at me funny, the mom was looking at me funny, my 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 coworker was looking at me funny. And then um at breakfast, the mom was like, You um you peed in our bathtub like last night. You like you stumbled in really really loudly and like you were peeing in, in our bathtub, like all like not just like I think I like like against the curtain. Like I don't even remember. It was she was like, and we had to clean up a lot of stuff. And it was, um, and she was like, yeah. Whoa. That, that happened last night. And Shit. I was like, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I had no, I don't even remember. I didn't remember doing it at all. No recollection. I mean, nothing Mm -hmm. didn't make it. And then I left town and, um, kept drinking. Obviously that wasn't enough to stop me. I was like, Oh, it was just a fun night. Isn't it funny? And I would tell my drink, my Mm -hmm. drinking stories. And after I left college, I would tell my drinking stories like that. And people would just be less and less impressed and entertained by them and more and more disgusted and annoyed by them. And you're a good storyteller. So that's, that's saying a lot. Yeah, they'd be like, this is sad. Mm. And I was like, it is kind of sad. And then I decided to do something about yeah. it. I, the last, I've only like blacked out twice in my life. Once was when I went down to St. Lucia Carnival. I want to say when I was maybe like 18. I went to St. Lucia Carnival like right before college and I, I, no, it's 2014. How old was I in 2014? I was 24. Yeah, 2014, I was 24. Yeah, so that was the last time I ever I got blacked out. Kamika and I went on to Carnival together. And if 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 you if you are West Indian or if you are living in Atlanta, Atlanta has Carnival, Miami's Carnival. They have Cropova in in in, in Canada, and it's just like you know you you have, you have the costumes and they have the big. Um, and you, you, everyone is in these beautiful, amazing costumes and you pay this fee and you're in, you, you jump in a band in your section, you're in this costume. How many times am I going to say costume? And, um, they're free, like, are, unlimited are drinks. Like, are there any costumes? <laughs> they're free, unlimited drinks for the entire route. And the route is, let me try to, is the route is Roberta from like, let's say from like 106 in Amsterdam all the way down to like the West Village. Like that's like the route, and you're like in that's like the like, sun, that's like it's like, like ten miles. Yeah, from like ten a.m. until like six p.m. You're doing this route, like jumping all day in carnival, like drinking, listening to music, dancing in the streets, like that's like the thing. And then, uh, and then I had been like working so hard in college and stuff, and I just I I I, I hadn't like been drinking like out for a long time. So then Squeak and I went down there, we were having a good time, and um, you just they just feed you drinks all day, and, and that was the last time and. I just remember blacking out by the side of the road. They put me on this like van. And then I remember like kind of I got in my mom's car and went home. And then I woke up and Kamiko was like, girl, you were going, you went through it yesterday. And I was like, ugh. And I didn't drink for a long time after that. But I was like, well, until now I'm 32, I've never ever blacked out again. I have blacked I still out drink. more even, even I was going to say, I have blacked out more times than I can remember. I, I literally... If we if I told you every blackout story, we, this podcast would be, would be our longest podcast yet. I... There are very few times where I did not black out. I really Whoa. used to like get completely destroyed every single time I was drinking, which is so funny because people are always like, I would love to see you drunk. And I'm like, you honestly wouldn't. It's not, it's not you fun. Like, it's not, it's not like, this is so fun. It's not like, it's not like you're a riot. It's like you're a mess, like an absolute mess. You, you know, um, have you? Are you are you annoyed when you see people like 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 belligerently drunk? Sometimes, if they're annoying, if it affects me, yeah. then yeah, it is very annoying. But if it has nothing to do with me, I'm just like that has nothing to do with me. I wonder how many days I've been sober. Hey Google, how many days has it been since June 30th of 2008? Since 2008 was 5,053 days ago. I've been sober for 5,053 days. Congratulations, Roberta. One day at a time. With Jesus. Um, but, you know, I, I really don't think that... Um, I, I love that most of my friends nowadays actually don't know, um, like, me as a 
drunk or don't have any context from his drunk because all of my friends mm-hmm. before um that's literally all they knew me as like people i remember people would call me and the first thing they would say is i remember one time i called someone and the first thing they said was are you drunk and it was like three in the afternoon and i was like what i was like why would you ask that <laughs> i was so offended i was really really offended by that despite me doing everything in my power to make sure that that was a valid question I was like, this is bullshit. Am I drunk? <laughs> Bitch, are you fucking drunk? Do you think that if, 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 if I had not uh, found a program of recovery, do you think that you would um you would you would tell me about my drinking? Absolutely. I could not be friends with someone. Like if like how you're describing, I cannot be friends with a person like that. I would it would it would irritate me. I would not want to hang out with you. It would be annoying to me. And if there's any way for us to be friends, I would I would you would either have to do something to fix it. Or just, just not be close friends. Like, you'd be like one of those people I'll see in a club like, hey, girl. And also, you probably, but to be fair, you probably would not have had as much success in New York. And your life would be completely different if you were still going down that path. Because people would not want to work with you. You would not, not have necessarily. I know lots of drunk messes who've made it very far in life, honey. Yeah, I, this is true. But in our industry, think about the drunk mess people. They, they never last. Especially in New York City drag. The ones who are crazy drunks, they don't last like that. They don't go on to do big, big and amazing things. People are they get people get annoyed with them. Promoters don't want to book them. People don't want to work with them. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like more likely than not, people would be like, "I'm not, I'm not hiring this drunk bitch. She, she, she's not going to show up. She's going she gonna, to, Bob, you fucking suplexed a baby's bed. Okay, so I'm like, I'm not hiring this bitch to work at my bar. She's going to break my microphone and my stand. No, she wasn't a baby. She was like ten. You fucking threw this bitch out the window. You're like, fuck I, you. I didn't break a crib. It was like a like a child, like a twin bed. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in the nursery juggernaut and shit. <laughs> if, if you thought, if you thought, if you thought I had a problem, would you would you tell me? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Especially a, a close friend. Like if I had a friend who who I thought developed a problem, I would probably. Have, you know, I actually had a, had a, a close friend who uh, went who would like was my like really close sober friend and they went and they went back to drinking and that was really really they tough. relapsed yes hard mm. and that was a Damn. very tough we had we had to stop being friends because you know i was like i want to try to help you out but i can't i can you you really have to want to get sober yourself i can't i can't i can't will you back into the rooms you know what i mean and mm. It got to a point where I was like, your your drinking is so and drug use is so destructive that we had to just like we had to stop. And the thing about it is like there's a saying in the rooms that says you come for your drinking, but you stay for your thinking. It's really not about drinking. It's really not about using drugs. It really has nothing to do with that because the drinking and the drug abuse is really just a symptom of a bigger problem. It's just a symptom of something else in your life that you either don't want to face or that you're having a hard time with or some trauma that you're dealing with or even or just, you know, in in terms of whatever your genetic this and a lot of people believe that it is a genetic predisposition, but it, it, it makes you not want to deal with that stuff. So you. You just drink all. You try to your best to drink your problems away. I don't know. Well. I feel like I've I feel like I've had I've had drunk friends. Maybe I, I don't know them, but I, there was like one close drunk friend I think about, and I don't feel like I feel like she just liked to have a good time. Like, I mean, again, I don't know her life, but I mean, I was close enough. And again, I, but again, I probably did not know everything. 
But I feel like some people be out here drinking to have fun. Like people feel like they can't, like they just want to drink and have fun. That is a possibility, but you also just you also don't know what she was going through. This is true. This is true. You have no clue what that friend was going through. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can just say from from my experience of being in the rooms, a lot of us are like we were we were medicating ourselves because we didn't want to actually deal with what we were feeling or what we were experiencing in the moment. You know what I mean? So so the saying is you come for your drinking, but you really stay for your thinking. Because for a lot of people, the desire to drink goes away, but then you still have this mentality of a person who's still using. I went to I went to one meeting again for that chair, and I was like, and I know like y'all have like certain rules, like like don't cross talk, like you don't cut someone else, and every time so the AM, sometimes they can feel a little cunty. So like so they everybody up in the meeting, the person shared, and then they opened the floor. I don't know if I'm saying the right terms. For people on the floor to get up and sh- sh- uh, do their little individual shares, and like like well, the smaller okay, I'll shares. Give you the term. Uh, let me, let me, okay, let me give you the term. So the person typically is, this isn't always. This is some meetings. Not all meetings operate this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very popular format is one person will qualify, meaning one person will get up and tell you their experience, their strength, and their hope, or what it was like. like for what like happened? Minutes. It depends on the meeting. Yeah, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. And then they will pick a topic or their share will be on a topic. And then they will do a pitch meeting where meaning the person who just shared will then point to people who raise their hands and they can um, respond to it, but, but, but not actually responding to what the person is saying. So you're not actually, you, it's called crosstalk. So let's say that Monet was like, hey, my name is Mo and I'm an alcoholic. And then Monet oh, was but like. That's, before you even get to that, if the person didn't say that, they'd be like, say your name. I'm like, oh my god, this is so aggressive. Relax. It might be their first day. Yeah, okay, what do you mean relax? There, there, there's a system in place that works, and a lot of people. But it's rude. People... It's cunty. It's like say your name. I was like, I mean, I, I think like that, that maybe. I think that maybe you're on the outside looking in, and you don't understand why we do what we do and why people say things like that. So in New York City, they don't say say your name; they'll say who are you. So if you just start sharing, oh, maybe, maybe, without, maybe, maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what they said. Who are you? I think that's maybe in what it New was. York City. If you start who talking, are you? yeah. If if you if, if you start being like y'all had a rough day, someone go who are you, and then you go oh sorry, my name is Bob and I'm alcoholic, and then everyone goes hi Bob, and it's to keep and it's to keep the formalities to keep the um the structure that we have. Oh, in the room it. and it's also to it's also to keep um principles before personalities meaning you're trying to there there are certain things that everyone does in the room and then we all try our best to follow these rules and that's what we call principles before personalities and then what happens like so it's like so one person forgets and then it happened but like the fifth time it happens it's like the entire room is yelling at us who are you I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Bitch, let the let these niggas breathe." And anyway, no, and then you so, need to tell us who you are, nigga. Who are you? <laughs> so, and then the person says a little thing, and then and then so that, but at this at this one meeting, there's one kid. I'm obviously not gonna say names, but you know, I guess the, the person uh, testifies. What'd you say? Qualifies the, the smaller ones. The, this person qualifies every the big, week. The, the big shares are qualification. You qualify, and the smaller ones are shares. The shares. So this person shares every week. So everyone, like as this person is sharing, everyone in the congregation or the audience or the community. The room. It's called a meeting. The room. Everyone in the room 
is like snickering and like laughing and being like shady. And I was like, this is very rude. I did not like that. But overall, it was very nice. Well, I wasn't I wasn't in the meeting and I cannot vouch for why they were snickering or I can't I don't know what the person was saying or maybe the person said the same thing every week and they're like, oh my God, here comes Craig who always says the same Craig. thing. And if you let me tell you right now, you actually don't know a content meeting because you you've never been to a meeting in New York City. These LA meetings, bitch, these LA meetings ain't shit. These New York <laughs> What do you are, mean? Oh girl, these New York niggas are real. New York meetings are <laughs> real. Honey, you you will get very few words out before somebody yells, "Who are you?" There are certain meetings where you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about like if you're in an AA meeting, you're not allowed. To, if you're in a meeting for alcohol, you're not allowed to talk about cocaine or weed. Like if you if you so talk, what, is, talk, so what if what if you do? I'm like, hey, hi, my, my name is Kevin, and then I noticed the AA, but yesterday, you, bitch, you, I you would also say you would also say I'm Kevin, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm not. I'm a I'm not an alcoholic. Okay, so so let's say you're let's say you're let's say you're doing your thing. Go ahead. Right, like I'm like I'm at a, I'm, I'm at AA, but I'm so reporting I'm at you, and you start sharing. Start sharing. Okay, hi, my name is Kevin, and um, I want to talk to you guys because you know I've had a really hard time. I started doing cocaine again, and it's really this is AA. really fuck. <laughs> what the fuck do I say? Okay, um, so then what? Then what? <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't keep talking. They just say this. This is AA. Got that. Um, well, I know this is AA, but I just had nowhere else to go. And I, um, you know, the, cocaine is really ruining my this life. This is AA. It is really to commit. <laughs> that is fucking, that is so mean. That is so rude. <laughs> I can't with your face. That's what they do. They don't, they don't go back and forth. People say, what's your, who are you? People say, who are you? But they don't, they don't start talking. They just go, who are you? The say A. <laughs> and then so usually, every time I said, every, every time I brought up drugs, they would just say A. Usually uh -huh. a person very next to them will be like, we don't talk about cocaine here. Now that's not all rooms. Some rooms, <laughs> some rooms are really lenient and some rooms are really, really, like if you go to inner group, they're going to be intense. Like an inner group, everyone wears suits. It's like wild. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, what, what, I, 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 I think the thing, what, what I do, why I do like this, this right thing a lot, because I love the kind of community that it fosters. I love that. I love that no matter where you can, any, anywhere you go in the world, you can find a community of people who you can like be friends with like instantly. I, I love the community building aspect of AA. And obviously the, the sober part of it, keeping people off of substances that is, that is hindering their life. I love all that, but I think, but the, the thing I like about it most, and I think why I have a lot of sober friends, even though I'm not sober, is that I do feel it builds a specific, it fosters a specific type of friendship and community that I feel, I, I think is very beautiful. I do like that part of it a lot. Well, it's, it, it's a shared, it's people who have a shared experience. It's, it's kind of like being at a gay bar, but it's for something else, you know what I mean? It's people who have a shared experience and you have special interest groups. So like you'll have like trans meetings where everyone there is, mm -hmm. an, is is an alcoholic and trans. So you have like this double shared experience. You know what I mean? And there's 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 lots of other little stuff like this is AA and, and what's your name and um and no crosstalk is a very popular one. No crosstalk, like for example, crosstalk would be like if you say, you know, uh Kevin, I like what you said about um No crosstalk. Like, no, not like that. That's not it. I like I like what you said about um about growing up. And you usually would say it to the speaker. You would not normally say it about someone else's share. You say it to the person who qualify. You'd be like, I like what you said about uh 
about resentment um, being a poison because that happens to me too. But what is really unacceptable like crosstalk is when you say something like, you know what? I think that um, you should, you know what, Kevin? I actually think you should go visit your mom. I think you should go visit your mom and see how she's doing. Um, that is, that you're almost certainly going to have someone yell no crosstalk. No crosstalk. Because that you're is, talking to my share. You're like, like we're like, we're not here to give each other, we're not here to give advice like that. No one, we're, we're not giving, we're not, we're not here prescribing visits to moms and shit. That's not how we do. <laughs> we're, we're just sharing our own experience, strength and hope. That's it. Also, I think a, a big part of why I thought why it was really funny and at the beginning is because when um, Andy and Bob first met each other, I, I forget who it is. Was it you or Andy? One of them wanted to you, and they go, "Hey, are you a friend of Bill?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I just thought it was very funny that that's well, how y'all introduce each other. To. Like, and I, I understand why a friend of Bill be is a like, bitch. You sober? Um, I get it. What's I, thought, I just thought it was very funny. Asking someone of their favorite friend of Bill is a way of asking are you sober without without yeah you have discretion you're not outing them you know it's like yeah. saying if you're it's like saying are you a friend of dorothy well instead of saying yeah, are you, you no i'm like nigga you gay work well what you know also a friend of dorothy says are you it's more like are you queer are you just not straight you know how do you think about the word queer i was and i were talking about this because i mean we're we're only four years apart and Bunny's obviously much older than us, but she was saying like, Drag her. Go ahead. people, people reclaiming words and shit. She's like, when I grew up, queer was such a bad word. She's like, I hated being called queer. It was like rich. She's like, she's like right now, I don't, I, I, I don't love being called queer now. How do, how do, you, how do you feel about the word queer? Well, my context and connotation in my past with the word queer is obviously a lot different than Lady Bunny's, and I really enjoy the word. I really, I'm, but I'm also grateful that people like Lady Bunny um, experience what they experience, so that I would not feel the sting of that word. I'm really grateful that Black people before me experience what they experience, so that when when that we I can be in this area where other Black people call me nigga, and it does not feel, um, mm-hmm. I don't feel the same sting that probably my grandmother felt. My grandma didn't say my grandma don't say nigga. Put it that way. She never she didn't say nigga. Put it that way. But did you? But obviously you you grew up in your in your house saying it. Did your mom and her sister say it a lot? Um, my mom says it. Um, my uncles, some of my uncles say it. Not all my uncles, but uh, my, my my mother says it. My brother says it. I say it. About to say do uh, like do so do, does Aunt Hazel do uh, all your other my, aunts my and, your, Hazel, and your cousins my Aunt they Hazel say it. Say- my Aunt Hazel says it. I don't think my Aunt Stephanie said it. She's passed away, but I don't think Aunt Stephanie really said it. Um, Aunt Lisa probably said I'm sure Aunt Lisa says it. My Aunt Deborah definitely says it. I think John John says it. I don't think Scotty says it, and I don't think Uncle Steve says it very often either. When I hear old ladies... In, we all say it in some context. Most of us say it in like some context here and there. When I hear old grandma saying the word nigga, it cracks me up. Uh-huh. Y'all niggas out there. I I it when hearing an old grandma age lady say nigga is I love how it sounds. It's What's grandma age? Because if 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 my, my aunt has was 60, I think she's 65. Grandma age, I would say grandma, you're officially I mean, obviously you you can be a grandma as young as what? Probably fucking 30 years old. Who knows? But um when I think like grandma age, I'm thinking like, you know, like 65 or after 65 like after retirement. then you would get a real kick out of my aunt hazel because she does say nigga and um and she is uh, she and she is a grandma so you would get a real kick out of her 
I love it. I can't wait. Your family, the family reunion in July. Did your family say um, it? No, no one in my family says the word nigger. I'm probably the only person that says the N-I-G-G-A. Um, also, it, you don't, uh, Caribbean folk do not do not say the N-word like that. Like, I, I'm a hard person to find, besides Americanized West Indians that live here, but like back in the islands, I don't know Caribbean people that say it. Does your brother say and it? And if you, my, my brother does, but we, we grew up here, so. How does your family feel about you saying it? Do you say it around them? Would you ever say it around your mom? Um, yeah, I said it. I said, I said it to my mom. They don't. They don't have that uh, a, a bad. Obviously, the bad connotation and the, the, the negativity of the word, but they don't. Would you say it to saying. your mom? Would you say it like in a conversation with your mom? Like, 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 call my mom a nigga. Would you? No, I would not. Would you, you call Miss Martha a nigga? Um, maybe not directly, but if my uncles and aunts were all acting wild, I would say y'all niggas wild. Y'all niggas wild. Oh my God, that feels, that feels, that sounds wild to me. If all of my uncles and aunts were doing something, I'd be like, y'all niggas are wild today. Yeah. Let's go! (laughs) If I was talking to my mom, I'd be like, these niggas at work are acting crazy. I would say that. I don't think I would. I mean, I don't think my mom would care, but I just, I just don't think I would for whatever reason. Got it. But I wouldn't yeah. say to my mom. But if it was if it was my mom in a big group, if my mom was in the group, she could she could be in the group of niggas for sure. <laughs> what? That just sounds so wild to me. I'm gagged. <laughs> what are you so funny? I miss you so much. I miss you too. Would you ever go to a meeting with me in New York City? Yeah, I would show, especially if, oh, first of all, you know, you know, I love chaos. I would go. I want. I want to say we the, the most savage. They're meeting. not chaos. They're actually very orderly. Like New York. I mean, but, like, but 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 savage. Well, what you said before, you were like, girl, these these means are nothing. The means in New York are. I want to go to one of them. LA, girl, they're on their phone. They're like they're on their phones. They're texting. Their phones are ringing. That is so wild. In New York City, the meeting starts when I say on the fuck time. The meeting starts. <laughs> at the time that they say it's going to start and it ends like if the last person like i've been to meetings outside of outside of new york and they will just like let's say the meeting ends at nine and there's still mm-hmm. three people who want to share in la they will just let all three of them share bitch mm-hmm. in new york city if if when you're sharing it turns nine o'clock everyone has their hands like this and as soon as you're done they're like all right let's get up and everyone claps and we we hold hands say our Wait, prayer and the leave. serenity prayer yeah, y'all, I mean, it's, it's a, some other different prayers, but uh, I I mostly hear the Serenity Prayer for sure. Money, do you know yeah. the Serenity Prayer? I know, I know the Serenity Prayer. What is it? God grant me the serenity to change the things. No, God no. grant me the serenity. I, I bitch, I got. It. I don't need your correction. Okay. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And courage to change the things I can't accept. No, I, I don't think you know the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, the and the wisdom to know the difference. And a whole, yeah. Do you know the Lord's Prayer? Of course. 
our father. Can you speak it? Can you please not? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the Moses Hogan rendition. Can you please speak it? It's not the Moses Hogan. It is a Schubert version, bitch. <laughs> Me an empath feeling that you don't know the the Trinity prayer. <laughs> One of my favorite little bobbins of students when you go like this. You love sometimes sometimes you go like this sometimes. It makes you laugh. Me um, our father our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as as in as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And the, the kingdom upon the I think you skipped something. You skipped a few things. Did I? Well, yeah. there's two. But I know the British. There's there's the you British still, Lord's it, Prayer. And every rendition, you skipped something. Every version there is, you skipped something. I know, you. I know. But there is the British Lord's Prayer that I learned when I went to Anglican Primary School in Saint Lucia, and there is the there the American Lord's Prayer that's a little different. Okay, but what you just said was it nail version. Let's make let's get that clear. <laughs> well, let's get that one thing clear, honey. <laughs> Um, all right, Roberta. Well, this is a nice conversation about your favorite topic, sobriety. I hope She's that sober. Um, you'll love her. And honestly, if anyone is out there and needs and feels, I mean, can you can you say like where you can go to find meetings in your area? Isn't it like a website? Yeah, you can go to any group. You can just go to if you just Google AA in whatever town you're in, you'll find meetings. Oh, just true. Google a, just Google AA and put it in the name of your town. If you're in New York City, they'll give you some great meetings. This is the fire fucking list of meetings. I don't even know if some of these still there. There's Red Door, um, which is once a week in the West Village. There is the uh, the 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 42nd Street Clubhouse. I mean the 50 sorry the 57th Street Clubhouse is great. There is. Um, the Rainbow Room is great. That's where the, the clubhouse. There is um, Perry Street is is like always drama at Perry Street. And one of the best meetings you can go to is Midnight on Houston. Midnight on Houston is just some great. That's great <laughs> Why is it so good? Because it is, it's like, honestly, you in there with like people with like really intense sobriety, people who are brand new. I've heard the craziest things in my life while sitting in that room being like, I'm never drinking again. I am never, ever going to drink ever again. It's called sure. midnight. It's on house and they have meetings that aren't just on midnight. They have one at two, but you go to the 2 a.m. You go to the 2 a.m. Midnight meeting and you, it's our, you will never drink again. Ever. 2 a.m. Midnight the meeting. meeting I don't even the get the room is called midnight. It's called midnight. Oh, their main meeting is at, at 2 a.m. Well, they used to back in the day. I don't know if they still have them, but there is a 2 a.m. Meeting. Yet down all right well roberta um i'm so happy that you have over five thousand days of sobriety and i'm happy that you're here and i'm happy to be here with you and also with you shalom but can we say the, the serenity prayer together yes god grant me the serenity the things that i cannot change the courage to change the things that i can and the wisdom to know the difference to go all Keep coming back. It works if you're working. So work it. You're worth it. And live it. All right. I love you so much. Love you. Mwah.